Hey, what's up? My name is Dusty Otis. I am the lead pastor here at The Grove in Fort Collins, Colorado. Thank you so much for taking part of your day to be a part of this church, to engage in this message, and for supporting our ministry. It means more than you know. None of what we get to do happens without you. I pray that today's message speaks to your heart. I hope that it helps you move forward in your relationship with God, and I hope that you become just a little bit better in following Jesus because you took the time to listen today. Enjoy the message. We've been talking about doing for you. We've, made, we've been making room for you to be here today, making room for the last six to eight weeks here. It's been quite an overhaul, and I'm so thankful you're here. I'm so thankful you're here, whether you found this on social media or, or I, don't, I don't even know how you got here. But I'm thankful. I know that it's because of the people you're sitting with. And so, so just a quick overview to get to today. God created the heavens and the earth. He said it was good. He created you. said, you look like me. He said, you're good too. And he put us in a garden that we called paradise. And uh, we ended up messing that up. And, and our relationship with God was broken. And God had to find a way back into your heart. And so he sent his son Jesus to die for you. And now we step into the New Testament. And so we see the life of Jesus in the Gospels of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, if you're familiar with the Bible. And if you're not, it's just essentially God working through his son to show you who he is. Everything we sing today are the promises of God in your life and what God wants for you. And so Jesus is our example, and the Bible is our guide. It's our guide. It still works. And even though culture wants to change it, the one thing that never changes is the Bible. The Bible is the truth. And we trust the truth and we live in the truth. And so for you to do today, you need to grasp what's already been done for you. We believe that Jesus was beaten, that his body was broken, that he was buried. He was crucified on a cross and he was buried in a tomb. We believe that his death symbolizes everything that is dark, evil, and heavy in the world. He carried all of the sin for the entire human race on that day. And so it was hard. It's the sin of the world. And so that's my sin, that's your sin, that's your kid's sin, just like the song we sing for generations, every generation of sin that's ever existed, Jesus carried that day. He took it, and he took all of it. And so then we need to understand that all of it was buried, and when he said it's finished, that means it's over, it's done, it's complete. Essentially, he said, I got you. Jesus said, I got you. If, if you're happy about that, say amen. amen. So then death was in the tomb. And when that was in the tomb, it was buried with everything else that he took with him, including the sin that you and I tend to carry or bring back up into our present because we're ignorant and we don't know any better because we don't understand the love of God or the forgiveness that he gives us. And so today we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus and what it means to us. And what it means is freedom. Yes. What it means freedom for generations and your children and their children and their children. We're breaking generational curses in our houses spiritually that have existed for a long, long time before us. For generations and generations, Jesus gave you freedom. And so that means you win. That means you win today. You just have to receive the win. Yes. Right? You don't have to play the game. You just need to walk in it. And so then John 14, 6 says, this is Jesus. He says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. So then Jesus is the way. God wanted his way back into your heart, so he sent his son. And he uses people all around you every week to keep that bridge open and to continue to show you who he is. He uses the Bible. He uses his word. Sometimes it's a blessing that comes in the mail, like an overage in escrow. Come on, somebody. Okay? So Jesus is the way then to a relationship restored. And through the gift of Jesus, we see life. We see resurrection life. When we see how much that God loves us, 
First, uh, this is John 3.16 really played out, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. We see this at football games and basketball games, and we've seen John 3.16 so much that we become numb to it. But that's what today is all about. That whoever believes, that whoever believes, any one person would believe they can have eternal life. So then where do we have eternal life? We have that in heaven. Who do we have it with? With God, our creator, and Jesus, our savior. He's seated at the right hand. We have it with people, like-minded people, like-minded believers. We go to heaven and we worship and we spend time in a relationship. We spend time in the relationship that we build here so that we can get there and actually see the fruit of it. The character of God is rooted in love. 1 John 4, 8 essentially says God is love. Three words. God is love. Everything that, God's want, that God wants for you is love. If it's not love, it's not from God. That's just some idiot, okay, pouring negativity into your life. Not to be too real, okay? So. Because God is love, that means your relationship has been restored because he sent his son. And so all you simply need to do is believe and receive. You have to believe it for yourself. You have to believe it for yourself. The hardest thing about being a pastor is sitting and talking with somebody and knowing what they need, knowing what has to happen in their life, but not being able to say it. Because if I say it, it's allowed to push them two years away because they're not ready to hear it. Mm. Well, bro, and, and the problem with that is this. People just want to know what to do. Well, what do I do? Just tell me what to do and I'll do that. Well, if I tell you what to do and you do that and your heart's disconnected from it, there's no change. Then I'm a liar. You know what I'm saying? Your heart has to be in it. We have to simply believe. Romans 10, 9 says, if you'll confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that you will be saved, you get Jesus. You get Jesus. And so the resurrection does two things for you. If you have your communion elements, go and open them up. The resurrection does two things for you. It brings you health. Everybody say health. Health. Through the broken body of Jesus, you have health. What do I mean? From the top of your head to the soles of your feet, from the inside out. Every system, every organ, every joint, every muscle, every tendon, restored. You have, you have any bad diagnosis, any terrible feeling. I told people about your left shoulder hurting this morning, by the way. Any left shoulder that you keep sleeping on wrong, okay? Healing for your body lies in this. It's worth more than any pill or any, anything any doctor can give to you. Because we believe that Jesus' body was broken for us so we can have healing. Everybody say healing. Healing. If you need healing today for your body, ask. Thank you, Lord, for healing today. The second thing that the resurrection gives you is Forgiveness. How many need forgiven? Yes, Everybody, please. go and throw them up. Yeah. And so, forgiveness. Forgiveness of what? Sin, wrongdoing. What you've seen, what you did, who you've been, right? Past, present, future. This is not a green light to go out and do something dumb after service. You're covered by the blood, but it comes with repentance. When you come to God with a repentant heart, a whole heart, and say, Lord, forgive me, forgive me. I'm so sorry. It's repentant. When we do that and we take the cup, this blood represents the blood of Jesus that was poured out so that you could be forgiven. And so now then when God looks at you, he looks at you through this lens, through this cup, and he sees you through the eyes of his son covered in Jesus. And so if you need forgiveness today, ask God to forgive you, and he will because he's a good God. Let's take the cup.
Now, the good news is this. Jesus' forgiveness brings you freedom. Jesus' forgiveness brings you freedom. And so then, you only must accept it. Everybody say accept. Yeah. That's a hard thing to do, right? Here we go. What are you willing to receive? You must accept it. So let's say this. So say some random stranger. Say Alex comes to me. And he says, hey, man, can we go to lunch? And I say, yeah. And Alex picks up lunch for me. Do I feel like I owe Alex lunch next time we meet? You do. But should you? No. Because you have to be willing to receive. Oh, Alex wants to bless me? Game. I'll take a free lunch all day long. Right? Right? Now, let's go a step further. How far are you going to go? Random stranger walks up, has $500. Says, hey, I'm supposed to give this to you. You don't have to answer me. Do you take it? You know your answer. Do you take it? Do you feel like you owe them something? It's already yours. That person's just being used as a channel to get it to you. Somebody walks up and says, hey, I got this brand new truck for you. It's yours. Do you take it or do you immediately go, ah, what's the cat? Bait and switch. God's only going to bless you in the amount in which you're willing to receive. If you're not going to receive 500 bucks, don't expect 500 bucks to fall in your lap. If you would receive something that somebody gives to you without strings, then God can't do that either because God wants to use people to bless you. God used his son to bless you. And so then you have to receive. It's hard because our pride gets in the way. Man, it makes it brutal. Ah, and then what? Well, I owe him coffee, now him lunch, now him. That guy borrowed $500 from him the other day. We have all this. We have all that. And you only need to have open hands and be willing to receive. So if you're going to walk in freedom and you're going to walk in acceptance, that means you have to be willing to let go some of the crap that has held you back. Right? It's Hebrews 12.1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge cloud of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off everything that slows us down. Everything that slows you down. Especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. What's it saying? Realize whatever held you holds you no more. What's it say? Strip it off. Yeah, that, that used to be an issue for me. Not anymore. Not anymore because of Jesus. Because Jesus. And so then letting go means, means making the choice to walk in freedom, which means what? You have to forgive yourself. You have to do what's already been done for you. Jesus forgave you. You have to forgive you. So many times we walk through faith and we've never forgiven ourselves. We have to get to the place where we go, you know what? Bad, what's wrong? And the word says, which is the truth, how we live our life. That God takes that and he, and he casts as far as the east is from the west. He throws in a sea of forgiveness. It's gone. But for some reason, the human mind won't let it go because we can't comprehend what God's saying because his ways are higher, right? And so you have to let go of what God already has. You have to let go of what already has. There's nothing to earn. There's nothing to earn. As long as you live, there's always going to be an opportunity to stretch the limits, to cross the line, because you're a human being and you have flesh and your flesh wants stuff that it doesn't need. It just does. And it's going to be easy to fall back to your old way of thinking. Easy. 
Why? Because a familiar captivity is safer and more comfortable than an unfamiliar freedom. Jesus has all this for me, but I don't know any of it. I'll just stick to what I know. As a fool, as a dog returns to his vomit, so a fool returns to his folly. I trust Jesus. And so I'm going to walk with him. I don't know what that means, but I'm going to trust it. I'm going to trust it. Anybody have trust issues? So then, when you live in sin, when you live in the old way or who you were, you find yourself working for approval. Well, I'm just trying to get right with God. You already are. It's so simple. You already are. One day, one day God will see me good again. He sees you good right now. You bear his image. He sees you good right now. So there's that, well, I've got six more years worth of hard labor, and I think, I think I'll be even. It's done. Jesus did that. Jesus did that. And so then you don't have to try to bury the things that have, that have held you back. You don't have to hide the things, right? Like put them in a backpack and be like, hey, this is a backpack. Like, you know, all this drama I'm carrying with me right now, it's really bad, right? You don't have to do that anymore. You don't have to do that anymore. All we need to realize is Jesus broke that connection. You've heard the song, Break Every Chain. Jesus broke those chains for you. You just have to let them go. Let them go. Because of the resurrection, you are free. It's finished. It is finished. And you see this in Colossians chapter 3. I'm going to paraphrase a couple of verses for you. It says this. When you believe this, here's what happens. You put to death whatever is earthly that is in you. Now, anything that is not true, noble, right, pure, and lovely, the opposite of that, you take that away. Put it, put it to death. Any evil desire that's in you, anything that is not heavenly, put it to death. Because it's easy to walk in what you want to live in. But, verse 8, but you need to put away all anger, rage, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another. Sin you have put off who you were and what you practiced. Put off who you were. Strip off. Lay it down. Who you were. What you were. What you practiced. Verse 10, life. And now, and now have put on the new you, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of your creator daily. It's a relationship. Because in Fort Collins, in Denver, in Detroit, San Antonio, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and every other country, every other town and country that you guys are from, there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian or Scythian, slave or free, but it's Christ. And all are in Christ because God created you in his image. And so then you bear the body and the mark of Jesus. So then we have to be constant in our relationship. It's a daily walk. And that relationship means I'm engaged. It's a two-way street. I only call Heather or talk to Heather once a week. We're not in a very good relationship, are we? She probably doesn't like me very much. And she's got her hands busy, her hands full right now. So she's super busy. I can't engage with her like a stranger or an in-law. I have to engage with her on the level that I know her. And we're going to grow that relationship. That's the idea is growth in your relationship. And so then, when you receive God's love, you understand why he sent Jesus. When you engage in that, you learn more about him and who he is, who he's called you to be, what he has for you, how he wants you to walk in life, right? And when you accept what he did, you're going to be walking in the resurrection. You're walking in what today represents. And so then you're walking in freedom when you believe what God's love is. God is love. You're living in the relationship that he sent Jesus to restore. You guys with me? This is why Jesus came. Three things. He came to forgive your sin. 
He came to restore your relationship with the Father, and he came to set you free. And I think we can all get down with the first two. Oh, thank God for forgiveness. Thank God for that relationship. Free, freedom is what I have to do, right? He did it. Now I have to let go of everything that's keeping me from walking in that freedom. And so then to do for you, you have to do what God's already done. Forgive yourself. Keith Urban said, forgive yourself for the mistakes you've made. Forgive yourself. God sent Jesus for every one of those mistakes. We like to put weight on them, right? Well, this one, this one is this big, and this one is like a 12-story building, and they're not. Sin is sin. Sin is sin is sin is sin is sin is sin. Period. So we want to create labels and have agendas and all that stuff. Sin is sin. Period. And so then Jesus took all of it. And so Jesus paid it out. We almost, almost did it. So then how do we do that? How do we do that? Put off, tear away, strip down, remove, put to death everything that holds you back. Everything that holds you back. That's your part. When you give it to God, you can run the race that he has set for you to run. You're like, oh, that sounds exhausting. It's not. It's just his will for your life. It's his will instead of my way. And when I trust him, I walk in it. And once you accept what God did for you, you begin to realize that you're enough. It's enough. It's enough. Thank you, Lord, that I'm enough today that I don't have to go and put in, you know, I had a guy who was transitioning from one faith to another. And he, thought, he asked me if he had to do 40 hours a week, 40 hours of religious work. I said, no, Jesus, Jesus died. And he did away with that, so you don't have to. Before Jesus, there was a law and there was a way. And man screwed that up. And so God was like, yeah, it's time for Jesus. And Jesus came and he said, hey, now that I'm here, or done with the law, my blood. And because of my blood, you're good. You're good. Believing this gives you the heart to love him in return. Believing that right there will give you the heart to love him in return and trust what he did for you. Believing in Jesus is what allows you to walk in love because you can identify with what he did for you, with who he sent for you. This is why we love others the exact same way that God loves us. But if we don't recognize how much God loves us, guys, I have to pray this every day. God, help me to love myself the way that you love me. Help me to see myself the way you see me. I've been doing this for a long time. Every day. You know why? Because there's an enemy who wants me to think differently. There's somebody else who wants me to think I'm a piece of trash. And I'm not. God sees me as perfect, whole, blessed, righteous, healthy, all of those things. Right? And so then, Galatians 5.13, what it says is this. You have been called to live in freedom. You've been called. You've been called. You have to make it personal. This is not me talking to a group. This is me talking to a butt in a seat. Everyone, you have to make it personal. You have been called to live in freedom. Use that freedom to serve one another in love. Love. The two greatest commandments. We know them. Love God with all your heart, mind, strength. Love God with everything you have. Love your neighbors yourself. Jesus said, if you do these two, everything else will take care of itself. Everything else will take care of itself. So why do we focus on everything else? and assume that, that we love God and we love people? Why do we just assume those two are automatic and, and focus on the other eight commandments and how hard they are and how much it just drives us into the dirt? We shouldn't. God said, if you do these two things, so then, you can't treat him like a stranger. You must engage in a relationship. You were created for a relationship. Jesus died to restore that relationship. That blood is a reconnection. And so my hope for you today is this, that you would walk out of here restored, revived, reaffirmed, confirmed, 
in what you believe and who you trust, who you trust for your future in heaven. You would walk, walk away today believing I'm accepted. Romans 15, 7 says, accept one another as I, accepted, as I have accepted you. As I have accepted you. Accepted. You're accepted. If you needed a scripture to back it up, there it is. Okay? I says, to the glory of God. You bear his image. And so then today you are good with God. If you choose. If you choose. So do for you today. He sees you as a son or a daughter. Here's what you need to know. John, you want to come up. The punishment that Jesus endured on Friday is what makes today great. It wouldn't be Good Friday if Jesus didn't walk out of that tomb today. Right? Today makes that Friday good. And so then what Jesus endured on Friday took all of your sin today. All of it. His broken body is what makes you whole. His blood erases your sin. His death brings you life. And his resurrection gives you freedom. Everything he went through, everything he endured, he went through because you are a child of God. It was for you. And then it was for us. And then it was for our neighborhoods. And it was for our communities. And it was for our cities. Yeah. And it was for our country, because God knows we need it. Right? He sees you as a son or a daughter today. You're made complete in his image. God wants relationship with you. Jesus restored that relationship. And so I've got a two-part question for you to close. Sis, what do you need freed from today? I hope we've identified. I hope we've identified. What do you need release from? What's been keeping you? What is that dirty little secret that you don't want to tell anybody that you need to let go of? It's keeping you from a relationship with God. It's keeping you from walking closer, from going deeper, from growing deeper, from gaining depth in your relationship, from becoming a better follower. What is that? Is it your expectations? Is it your mindset? Is it your negative self-talk? Is it addiction? Is it regret? Is it anger? What is that? Is it fear? I tell you what, some people struggle with bitterness. Is it bitterness? What is it? I don't have any idea. I'm just, I'm just laying it out there for you, right? You have freedom from that. You have freedom from that in Jesus. The second half of Colossians, where it gets really good, I'm going to paraphrase it one more time, or one time, you haven't heard this. As God's chosen creation, everybody say I. I. Everybody say I. I. As God's chosen creation, holy and beloved, have compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another. Forgive each other as the Lord forgives you. You're forgiven today. Yes. And above all things, put on love, which binds us and everything together in perfect harmony. Let the peace of Christ... Rule in your heart, to which indeed you were called in one body. That's the church, one body of people. And be thankful. Be thankful. I thank God. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom and seeing your hearts out to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Why? Because he's the way. He's the way. So then we identify what we need to lay down. What do you need freedom for? What do you need freedom for? Peace. Yes, peace. Peace. God says his peace surpasses all understanding. You can't wrap your mind around it, so don't try. 
The moment you do, you don't need faith anymore anyways. The moment you have it all figured out, the moment that you know, you don't need Jesus. You're God, not him. It's not about that. Trust him. Trust him. Because the reality is, unless you can recognize and receive what the resurrection is, you won't walk in it. You won't. You're missing freedom. You're missing peace. You with me? And so then, recognize and receive today, April 17th, 2022. This is not just another Sunday. It's Resurrection Sunday. If you don't receive, it's just another day. And tomorrow's Monday, and you're going to wake up, and you're going to get your butt kicked by the world, okay? It's just how it is. But with Jesus, it's a lot better. I promise you. I promise you. Because a relationship with God takes the lid off your life. You're no longer living in this cell over here, in this comfortable, familiar captivity, but you're walking in freedom. You're walking in resurrection life. You're walking in who God's called you to be. You're going where God's called you to go. You're walking in his will for your life. And so then, accept. Accept it. You have to be willing enough to believe this enough to let it change your life? That's the hard question. Are you willing to believe this enough to let it change your life? That's where we are today. Jesus died and was resurrected. Because he was, you are. Because he was, you are. Period. And so your relationship is restored with God today if you choose. You're forgiven. You've been set free. You walk in freedom if you choose. Thank you so much for joining us today. It means more than you know to have you with us. And to all of you who partner with us and support the mission of our church, thank you. We cannot be the church without you. Go ahead and click the link in the description to partner with us now, or you can visit thegrovefc.com forward slash partner. If you enjoy the podcast, please take a minute to like and subscribe. And if you know someone who would benefit from hearing this message, share it with them. This is how the gospel goes forward. Thanks again for being here today. God bless you.